Hi, everybody. Welcome to Eco Chic, a podcast all about practical science and sustainability. My name is Laura, and I am a graduate student studying climate science. Eco Chic is a really cool place to share a lot of things I take for granted, like general climate change education or personal sustainability efforts, things that are not necessarily common knowledge but totally should be. If you are new to Eco Chic, welcome. I am so happy to have you here. Every week, we are talking about climate change from a bunch of different angles, but also just personal tips on how to be a more responsible citizen of the planet. This week, we are talking to my friend, Layla Mafood. She is the founder of The Green Witch. The Green Witch makes sustainable, aesthetic CBD products. So I came across The Green Witch a couple weeks ago. They have a pop-up in the Canal Street Markets in Tribeca. If you're in New York City, that's where you can find them. And I was really excited to just see such a beautiful display of a CBD oil elixir. Um, They had some candles and a little honey to sample that Leila and I talk about later on the episode. It was really exciting to see a CBD company that was so active in, you know, just displaying the beauty that is a natural wellness product. CBD is something that I've been really interested in learning more about lately because if you did not know, hemp is an incredible plant we have to really combat climate change. Hemp sequesters 10 times more carbon than any other plant. So for that reason, it's really important that hemp is grown organically because it's incredibly absorbent. So in Chernobyl, they grow hemp to mitigate the radiation that they have there. That's how powerful it is. So for that reason, I was really excited to see the Green Witch pop up because they are making it really beautiful to choose organic CBD oil that is as local as it can be for a New York City-based company. Layla and I get into so much goodness on this episode, so I'm really excited for y'all to hear it. She is an incredible resource to discuss why the Green Witch's CBD products are organic and are as sustainable as possible, and then she's also a great wealth of knowledge on the CBD industry as a whole. So I'm really excited for y'all to hear all this. Before I get into the interview, I would like to talk about what CBD is if you are not familiar. CBD is the non-psychoactive component of the hemp plant. I'm reading this right off the Greenwich website. CBD delivers the benefits of medical marijuana without the buzz. CBD can help regulate so many things in your body. Just a couple of the benefits are with sleep, anxiety, inflammation, focus, pain, There are so many great testimonials that Layla and I get into later a little bit on just how CBD can really help maintain homeostasis in your body. So CBD is a hot topic in the wellness world right now because it is a natural way to just elevate and maintain your body's natural rhythm. Layla was very, very generous and has left EcoChic listeners a discount code. If you are in New York City, you can pass by their pop-ups. The addresses I will leave down below and make sure you stay tuned until the end of the episode to get into the discount codes so that you can try these products for yourself. I'm so excited to be bringing a wellness topic to EcoChic this week. I don't think that we've talked about this too extensively yet on the podcast, and it's a really interesting way that sustainability and health can really cross over. With that, let's get into today's episode with Layla of The Green Witch. So Layla, thank you so much for coming on to Eco Chic today. I'm really excited to talk to you. Likewise. Thank uh, you for having me. Thank you. Um, for listeners who might not know you or know your brand, The Green Witch, would you mind giving us a little bit of introduction on yourself, on your brand, how you got into CBD? Yeah, well, where to start? Um, so, 
I graduated from George Washington University in Washington, D.C. Um, I was at the school, the Elliott School of International Affairs, and actually concentrated in global public health. Uh, through my studies, I acquired a deep-rooted understanding of health as a basic human right. I also had the realization that the issues weren't, you know, somewhere on the other side of the world, but extremely close to home. Most of my peers were actually struggling with anxiety, depression, addiction, body dysmorphia, you name it. And I observed that um, there was a huge prescription medication epidemic or pandemic, whichever, um, that basically never actually fixed these problems. So um, growing up, I was heavily influenced by my Venezuelan and Lebanese backgrounds. Both cultures are really similar in that there is an amazing acquired understanding of how to use the local ecosystems for food and nourishment. Homeopathic remedies are more of a way of life and not just a rising trend. Um, growing up, I also remember that whenever my grandmother and I would go for a walk around her neighborhood, she would pick flowers and eat them, and I would usually copy her more out of curiosity um, and because I was young and it's something to do. Uh, but only recently did I learn that they were actually cayenne flowers, uh, which have so many preventative and nourishing health benefits. Uh, so there's a whole other green way of life that I noticed really early on that we weren't living here, but that did exist. And that was really cool. You know, when they, when they say that travel or being exposed to different cultures gives you a different point of view, I think that that was definitely true. And I, I didn't graduate and go directly into anything health-related. I was actually in the food industry for a little while. Um, but when I was presented the opportunity to do some, to work with CBD, I really, so actually at first I didn't want to work with CBD because I was worried that, um, you know, maybe it would be abused. I didn't actually understand it. Um, I thought that it was more of a drug, which is something that's really funny because it wasn't so long ago. It was about a year ago, and it also mirrors how a lot of um, people that I speak to first and first react when I talk to them about it. Basically, uh, so I, I never, I never am confused as to why they're judging what I'm doing. I'm actually really empathetic, and I'm able to take them through the, that same process that I had to go through myself. Um, and, uh, and basically, I, I wanted to start, CBD really opened up this, um, the conversation for me and gave me a really clear vision of the fact that there are things that people are interested in, that we're on a wave that, um, we're on a wave where people do have this distrust of prescription medication. They understand that um, while doctors and Western medicine are really important and all of this, and you know, it's, it's definitely very valid that there are definitely preventative or homeopathic measures that they can take. Um, and CBD is such a powerful compound and it's, it's basically the, the first one that I'm working with. Wow. So that's really interesting. I love that you mentioned that you were in a public health program and you were thinking about homeopathic remedies because I think a lot about, um, lately at least, I've been thinking about like healing your body through food, healing your body through natural remedies because at one point we didn't have modern medicine and people did have to kind of work with what they have and like really get to know their bodies. So I'm really glad that you pointed that out with all the like interesting things that were going on in your class at the time and um, just the idea that you were introduced to CBD via food. So 
were you working with CBD like in a like a medical food setting like were you putting it into food how was it like how was that oh no I was just I was working so I was working in the food industry um but that's totally removed from me being well it's actually partially removed from me getting into CBD oh got the it connection is actually my father who's also in the food industry um he is an ultra marathon runner um so he's very exposed to different um you know any new emerging health trends and also anything that's powerful anti-inflammatory and he was the one that actually presented it to me and he said you know I know that you're very interested in health and I I know these people in Colorado that are growing it I think that you should have a chat with them and I was I was actually resistant for a few months and I was I didn't say no actually which is very interesting because I'm sometimes quick to say no especially to my parents um (laughs) but I I just kept putting it off um, but it, it was really when I heard so many testimonials about how it was helping people with, especially conditions that seem to be more serious, because I mean, I, I talk to people that have conditions every day, whether they're diagnosed or not diagnosed. So I, I see, I regard everything from anxiety, you know, daily stress and anxiety to people undergoing cancer treatment as equally suffering because everything is relative. Um, but I, it did take me a while to gain that understanding. So at first, it was really seeing people that were suffering with various forms of epilepsy and undergoing cancer treatment and hearing their testimonials and how much it changed their lives and gave them both the support and the actual physical strength to undergo their treatments that I, um, that I, I realized that it was something I, I did have to work with. Yeah, I hear some incredible stories about CBD, like, you know, partially healing kids with extreme epilepsy and things like that. And it's really powerful to hear these testimonials. So um, I definitely, you know, relate to you on that level of just like, you know, hearing about it for the first time, you're like, oh, I don't know about this. But then the more that you learn about the benefits of CBD, it's like really, really amazing. Um, Wow. So... On that note, so we haven't formally defined CBD yet. Could you give us just like a couple lines on what CBD is from like a, what's the word I want to use? Just like the agricultural means? Um, yeah, sure. So CBD, um, which is more formally known as cannabidiol, is one of 113 known phytocannabinoids in the hemp plant. Um, hemp is a uh subcategory of the cannabis plant. Um, most of the time people think that it's something completely distinct, but actually hemp and marijuana are almost the same plant. The difference is a genetic expression and not actual makeup. Um, so CBD is inherently non-psychoactive, uh, which a lot of people don't know, surprisingly, um, but it's really important um, because there definitely is a time and place for THC, but most people don't need it, especially if they're using CBD as an anti-anxiety or as an anti-pain or anti-inflammatory. Um, so see, the way that CBD works, kind of um, from a biological perspective, is that it's part of your endocannabinoid system, and the endocannabinoid system is actually responsible for keeping our bodies in homeostasis. Um, so uh, 
a lot of times CBD is actually regarded as a uh, promiscuous compound, and that's something that we kind of, I, I was reading around, and I had to take it for the New York City crowd and put it on our postcards. <laughs> um, yeah, especially being in downtown Manhattan, it definitely uh, is an attention grabber. Um, but what's meant by that is that because it has this, this, uh, responsibility of keeping the body in homeostasis it's good for so many different conditions so it can range from just like migraines and headaches to actually being a, a powerful uh, anti-nausea or sleep aid or pain reliever um, so yeah there's there's a wide range um, but in short CBD will not get you high um, and it actually uh, very interesting interestingly enough counteracts that high feeling that you get from the THC so that could be another use for it. If somebody um, does want to smoke, uh, whether it's for recreation or for as, it, as their treatment, um, they can look for strains that are really high in CBD, and they're less likely to get that, that high feeling. That is so interesting. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I recently learned about um, how CBD can counteract THC, and I had never really thought about that before. And I thought that was just like a really interesting fun fact to know. Um, I am really glad, sorry, to backtrack just a little bit. You did mention the difference between hemp, um, as just like a subcategory of the marijuana plant. I was wondering if we could talk about hemp kind of from the agricultural side, because I see from your postcard, from your website that, um, you do source all your hemp from Colorado. So could we talk about just like why the Greenwich is different and how you source your hemp? Okay, so green, which in general is different for many reasons, but if we're just talking about hemp specifically, um, I make sure that I, so currently I'm actually working with two different growers. The reason being that um, our products, which are also on our website, our THC free range comes from a grower that is dedicated to only working with uh, THC THC free products. I'm also, sorry, I'm also... Laura, you said to find a place that's kind of quiet, and the least noisy place I could find in New York City still has Top 40 playing. (laughs) Do not worry about it. Um, But, sorry, um, yeah, so I I do have a range of THCP products, and the grower that supplies them to me, um, it's actually a very, very cool story. So um, it's classified as industrial hemp, but it's actually not synthetic at all. And the way that they got their product to be very naturally low in THC is the grower crossbred the highest CBD, lowest THC plants for seven years. Wow. Before ever, yeah, before ever producing anything, uh, which is always amazing to me because it's a tremendous amount of foresight, but also it's a product that, for me, that was definitely one of the biggest selling points. There's a lot of integrity to the way that um, the the products made and the the makeup of, of our hemp oil. Um, and then the other grower that I use, um, so th- this is something that's interesting too when you're talking about, you know, things that aren't modified and things that are more organic. So both both growers are um, 100%, they're dedicated to growing their, their hemp 100% organically, but my other grower actually won't work with products that don't have some THC in them. So I have a THC honey, a CBD honey that does have, um, point less than 0.3 percent THC, and that's below the legal limit in New York State. It's not online because federally it's it's not entirely legal. Um, but 
they're feeling is that the way that the plant's growing, the way that it it naturally occurs in nature is the way that it should be um, presented to you for maximum health benefits, basically. Oh, yeah, though, that's so interesting. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that, honey. I tried it at the pop-up, and it is delicious. It is so I good. Know. Can we talk a little bit about the honey? Because it's yes. very exciting to I'm me. so excited to talk about this honey because I was asking your brother, where does the honey come from? And he said it was sourced relatively locally in New Jersey, right? It, well, yeah, even closer. So I actually live in Staten Island, and I found a local beekeeper. Um, we were, I was kind of, I was buying his honey for a while because it's just the most delicious honey I've ever had, and I'm obsessed with honey. Um, and I, and I actually ended up, you know, calling the number on the back because I wanted to talk about maybe doing something with the honey, and it ended up being his cell phone number. <laughs> so that's how, uh, like, informal but also awesome and personable he is. Um, and so his story, the way that he's a beekeeper, is he actually puts hives in people's homes in parts of, like, New York City wow. suburbs and parts of New Jersey. Yeah, and then he just goes and collects the excess honey, doesn't touch the comb at all. And his platform is that he's supporting the local bee population, but at the same time, um, he's presenting people with this delicious raw honey that is really high in antioxidants, um, is fair trade, doesn't ever spoil, because honey, did, did you know honey has no shelf life? Yes, they put it, um, yeah. when they would bury pharaohs, they used to put jars of honey, and they're still good. Okay, very cool. So, yeah, see, I didn't know that until I started working with him, um, and it, it just made me love honey even more than I did already. And the cool thing is that the CBD, so coming from the food industry, I, I, had a lot of people tell me that I should be doing maybe CBD edibles, whether it's like a CBD bread or a cookie or something like that. And my take on it is that I would never make a product that I didn't think was absolutely delicious. I wasn't going to compromise taste for having some uh, CBD in it or anything healthy because my, my perspective is like, okay, well, why can't I just go get like my favorite cookie or bread and then just take CBD on the side. Why do I have to put them together right. and, and have something that's not delicious? Um, but basically, the, the honey, the way that it's made, it's creamed. So it's a combination where, uh, of, sorry, it's a co combination of crystal and liquid honey. And then in the process, they're mixing in the CBD. And I guess something about how things sit makes it absolutely delicious. The CBD makes it better, not worse. That is so interesting. Yeah, it's the only edible CBD product I've ever encountered where that's the case. Wow, that is so interesting. I'm imagining, like, fire escapes full of beehives. Much more sense than it is. No, definitely you have a lot of com you'd have a lot of complaints, <laughs> I don't think. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, and especially with people allergic to bees. I don't, I'm not sure about that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but no, I that was... Thinking, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe in the future. That's so interesting. And I'm really glad that you just mentioned um, the way that you, like, found this local farmer and everything has grown so locally. Um, why was it important to you to, like, find all these green practices for the Green Witch? Well, I think that being green is not only at the essence of what it is to be a Green Witch... Um, but it really is, because I do talk about that a lot, and these people ask me to define a green witch, and of course, a green witch is somebody that is interested in, in nature and using herbs, spices, minerals to um, not only 
better their lives, but the lives of what we call the coven, which is like your community. Because if you have all this knowledge and you keep it to yourself, well, you're not really helping anyone, not even yourself in the end. Um, But at the same time, I think that just being a company that's emerging in 2018, you do have to be very mindful of green practices. Uh, We have we're, we're depleting a, a lot of our resources and we're, we're hitting um, scarcity in a lot of, of departments, a lot of areas. So I think that it is every company's responsibility to be mindful. And I also see that it's the trend. Um, when I tell somebody that something is locally sourced or that's recyclable, they're usually willing to pay slightly more for it. And, of course, we're not trying to mark anything up so that it's inaccessible because, especially selling a health and wellness product, I'm always mindful about accessibility. So I'd never want to, you know, have this, like, great biodegradable bottle, bottle, but then only very few people can afford it. Um, But at the same time, within reason, when you present people with choices and it's just a few cents and extra for us and for them, they're, they're usually willing to go the green route. They just need to be presented with that information. And that's why it's so important to do what you're doing, Laura, with EcoChic and what we hope to do with Greenwich and really start that conversation and educate people so that they are making an informed decision because we're making so many decisions every day, but it only becomes an informed decision when you're actually aware of why you're making the, the decision. Oh, yeah. I love that. Thank you for such a complete, um, that was just like a really well articulated answer to the question because I completely agree. If you give people just education and information on why the green route is just a little bit, um, when the word sustainability, let's just like divert a little bit. The word sustainability is something that, um, the definition changes every day. So you can think about sustainability from like an environmental perspective, but also just like, do you want your money to be sustainably sourced and like staying in your community? Do you want to like maintain a certain culture? Sustainability can be a lot of different things. And I'm on that same path of like, if you just give people the information, they will do what they like morally believe is correct. And I feel like um, we're just inherently more inclined to spend that extra few cents on a product that supports our community, supports our planet, things like that. So I am totally on the same page of, you know, supporting all the green practices by educating people. Yeah, and it's always, so I think that sometimes, and maybe this is the trend right now, there's this maybe sense of guilt that we haven't been green for so long and everybody wants to do what they think is best. So there, there are people that I think that, and even perhaps companies that get really obsessed, but for us, it is also about moderation. So it's about always making the better choice and not being really worried about what the best choice is, because first of all, that's relative and not objective. Um, but then second of all, if it's, if it's so hard to do, well, then it's also stressful and it's also, um, it's, not, it's not something that you can maintain. Um, so we, we want people to, and, and that's the cool thing about CBD too, where I tell people, so sometimes I think also because it is used by individuals with um, like sometimes autoimmune disorders like Lyme disease and fibromyalgia and arth- people with arthritis and, um, you know, people with epilepsy, somebody that would consider themselves relatively healthy doesn't want to take it. But I 
it is it is a harder sell of course but my point of view is like well why wouldn't you be taking something that is balancing to maintain your balance yeah and yeah and just always being moderate always eating healthy not saying well you know i'm in perfect shape right now and my cholesterol's down so i'm not going to worry about this right you know at this moment uh you should you should be knowledgeable and well educated and mindful of everything all along and and that's that's a huge part of being a green witch also I love that you mentioned all those things because I'm a big believer in the moderation and the practicality behind all of your decision making um and yeah just the idea of I loved what you said about just like not worrying about making the best choice but making a choice that is better and I think that goes along with a lot of wellness things um like CBD, you know, a lot of people will just be like, oh, I don't have any of these extreme, like, sleep apnea or whatever it might be. Um, and for that reason, I don't need to take CBD. But it's one of those things that um, it's just about balance and, like, making the better choice for yourself in the long run. Um, and just really keeping yourself in check, which I think is a really awesome point you just made. Um, before I take up your entire morning, where can everybody find you online? Okay, so everybody can go to shopgreenwitch.com and they we have our peppermint elixir and our soft gel capsules on there. We also have a mini elixir, which is really great, especially for summer, um, because it is uh, below the limit for most airlines and um, it's extremely portable. I actually want to talk about this really, really briefly, yeah. so not to take up your morning, no, go but ahead. I did just take... CBD on a trip. I took all my CBD though. I wasn't even worried about travel limit limitations. <laughs> I, it was like a risk I was willing to take um, on behalf of all the green witches out there. Um, but basically, <laughs> I found that it had so many different helpful uses for travel. So being a little bit personal, I break out really badly on airplanes. So I actually sleep very well. I don't have trouble with that. I have no fear of flying, but I do, I do, I guess I get bodily stress and I break out really badly and I'm usually pretty backed up for days, meaning I don't go to the bathroom. And um, this was the first trip that I took CBD on. It was actually my first really long trip since I started Greenwich. And it, I had absolutely none of those issues. Um, and I was so happy to hear about that, that I've been telling other people on their summer travels. And I've gotten so much amazing feedback. So I know, especially for women, that's usually a big thing when you travel, you're backed up. And I, I really, I really want to put that out there because I think that not enough people talk about it. And it's really important. Um, but yeah, shopgreenwitch.com. Unfortunately, we don't have the honey on there because, like I said, it does have a microdose of THC on, uh, on in it. Um, uh, but if somebody's interested, they can contact us on Greenwich, and we'll we'll try to get them honey. Awesome! And New York City can still find you at the Canal Street Market. Yes, we'll be in Canal Street Market through the new year, if not even longer. Um, and I'm really, really excited to announce that I'm actually starting a second Greenwich pop-up that'll be run simultaneously to the Canal Street Market pop-up, um, and it's going to be at the Shops NYC in Union Square, um, which I'm not sure the exact number, but it's on Broadway at between 12th and 13th Street. So, oh wow, that's you can so find exciting! Us there too. Yeah, I will definitely put that down below. I know we have a good amount of New York City-based listeners, so I'm sure you'll be seeing some eco-chic friends soon. Yes, and if anybody from eco-chic comes and passes by, 
we will give them a 15% off discount. Ooh, sounds great. I will make sure to link all the addresses and your links and everything down below. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so, so much for being here today. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I am such a big fan of Eco Chic, and I look forward to next the next episode that I'm not in. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Layla. I am so interested and intrigued by all this information that she's given us and can't wait to continue the wellness conversation when it comes to sustainability. It's just a really interesting crossroads that I would like to explore more on this podcast. So like I mentioned at the beginning, Layla has been so great and has left a discount code for EcoChic listeners. You can find the Greenwich products at shopgreenwich.com. I will link it down below in the show notes, of course. And the discount code is for 15% off your purchase, and it is ECOCHIC, all caps, E-C-O-C-H-I-C. If you are in the New York City area, please go ahead and visit the Greenwich pop-ups. I will have both of the addresses listed down below so that you can find them. Say that ECOCHIC sent you. I'm so excited for y'all to see her beautiful setup and just learn a little bit more about the products themselves. Before we go, I want to get into this week's sustainability pro tip question. And this week's question comes from my friend Hunter. She asked a really great question about bathroom products, toiletries. And I would like to speak about shampoo and conditioner more specifically today. So her question was just like, what do you do with bath products? Um, Everything comes in plastic bottles. How do I pick something that's reasonable? So this is a tough question that I am still struggling to find the most sustainable option for. So personally, I focus on buying things that are vegan shampoos, cruelty-free, and of course, recycling the plastic bottles that they come in. A lot of people don't realize that you can totally recycle toiletry bottles, and we don't talk about this enough. So like your mouthwash bottles, you can recycle that. Shampoo, conditioner, if you're buying liquid soap, you can buy that um, in a plastic bottle and recycle it. But anyway, when it comes to shampoo and conditioner, a lot of bulk stores in bigger cities will have bulk shampoo and conditioner that you can go in and bring your own jar, tear the jar, fill it with shampoo, and then just pay for the weight of the shampoo. There is a really great bulk store locator that I will link down below from Be Zero Waste Home. And that's kind of like, that's actually like where the zero waste movement started and came about. So it's a really incredible comprehensive resource you can put in your zip code and it will give you bulk stores near you and it'll tell you what they carry. So if it's like this store has bulk shampoo, then you know you can go there and buy bulk shampoo. Otherwise, I focus mostly on what's going down the drain and how was the product made and created. So I don't want anything that's been tested on animals because that's super unnecessary. However, I would like to recommend something that is really like the golden nugget above all else when it comes to shampoo and conditioner, and that is solid shampoo bars. So Lush makes some really great solid shampoo bars. They don't come in plastic. Lush is always vegan, cruelty-free, non-GMO, and everything they find, and that is a really great option. So they do sell little tins that you can put them in so that you can travel with them. They're really lightweight. They're really compact. So works for all sorts of lifestyles, whether you're like super nomadic or if you're living at home and you just want something that's plastic-free, Lush shampoo bars are the way to go. I don't buy them super regularly because I don't live near a Lush. My nearest Lush is like maybe two or three hours away, kind of dramatic. But um, anyway, Lush shampoo bar is definitely the way to go. I will go ahead and link the Lush website down below if y'all want to find them. And if you don't like Lush as a brand for whatever reason, um, you can also find a lot of solid shampoo bars on Etsy 
or maybe local pop-up shops will have them. It's kind of a specialty item, but it's a really great way to reduce your plastic, reduce your environmental footprint in a lot of different ways. So yeah, today's pro tip, solid shampoo bars. I will have all of Layla's information linked down below where you can find the Green Witch and of course, like I said, the pop-up shops where you can go and see them in person. I will have all of my links down below. So if you would like to chat about science or sustainability or anything else under the sun, you can find me on Instagram at Laura E. Diaz. That's the easiest way to get in contact with me. And you can also email me Laura at LauraEDiaz.com. And if you would like, please go ahead and leave this podcast a rating and a review. So that is how people find the podcast. That's how we can continue to connect with people. And I'm really, really happy about the way that this is going. Um, I believe this is the 20th episode of Eco Chic, which is really, really exciting to me. It takes literally 10 seconds to leave a rating, leave a review. You can do it right here in the iTunes podcast app. I appreciate everyone who reaches out with questions and good vibes support. I really love this little community that we've created and I'm really happy to continue to bring all of these interesting sustainability topics to the forefront. So with that, I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye.